There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Um, it's Friday morning episode, so that just means anything goes, mm. anything we want to talk about. Um, very quickly, I'll just read an email out that I just saw earlier on uh, from Michael O'Shea, and it's just entitled Bullshit. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, boys, love the podcast. Got a bullshit story. A bloke who works at my local claims he stopped gang violence in Wolverhampton by introducing breakdancing. There he is. That's the email. Great email. Thanks. More of those, Lovely please. Bullshit, that. Any yeah. other like short, snappy bits of bullshit you've got, um, mm-hmm. take Michael O'Shea's format as your guide. <laughs> it's just in template. and out. You don't need embellishments. My simple story, my simple note to everyone is: you're not as good at telling <laughs> stories as you think you are. Sorry. <laughs> It's another good one here. From another another Mike Michael Mike Webster, age forty-three. Uh, all right, lads. When I was at primary school in the late eighties, we had a sports day one Saturday with all the parents in attendance. The headmaster was a straight-laced guy in his fifties, <clears throat> pretty stern. Usually wore a grey suit. He turned up to this thing in a red ball gown, <laughs> yeah. a, a red hat with a lace veil, red stilettos, and matching bright red lipstick. <laughs> He announced that he was Krista Berg's Lady in Red. (laughs) (laughs) That is creepy as fuck. Mike elaborates further. The event was not fancy dress and everyone else was in normal Saturday clothes. Nor did he sing the song. (laughs) Fair play to him. I suppose he was just testing the water. (laughs) Wow. I suppose he was. And I hope he's very happy whatever he's doing now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we do get a lot of good emails and we will hopefully do a mailbag episode soon because um, sometimes I just see them when I'm uh, walking, you know, samming about, just samming <coughs> yeah. about doing my business and uh, one will pop up on my phone. I think that's funny. I must remember that. And then you forget. So once in a while, it's nice to do a trawl through, isn't it? It is. Um, I, I've, had, I've had a horrible week, to be honest. Tell us about it. I... Um, <clears throat> I took my daughter off to university mm. um, for the first time, and it is not a nice thing to do. Mm. Um, I won't say where she's gone, but it's in Scotland. She's gone right. to the University of Scotland. Let's say <laughs> great, um, <laughs> which is which is where she wanted to go. I'm happy because Scotland's brilliant. Means yeah. I can visit. It also visit turns out a disproportionately <clears throat> high number of really intelligent people. Scotland doesn't it? Like if you look at all the inventions yeah. they're responsible for and all the rest of it. So I suppose it's probably the best place to be educated. Well, I mean, you look at the, the mid eighties, Deacon Blue, Hue and Cry, wet, 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 wet. You know, all, wet, wet, wet. Did I ever t- did, did I ever tell you that 
You, you know a music journalist who's been mentioned on the pod before who's an old colleague of mine called Johnny D, who I believe you're familiar with mm. because a song was written about him. Anyway, yeah. I often turn to him for... He, he's, a, he's a music journalist, really. I worked with him on a men's mag, but I turn... I still, to this day, though I don't see a lot of him, turn to him for all matters of pop trivia. Obviously, I turn yeah. to you first, but like he'd be like a, a secondary source. Mm-hmm. And I, after our Hard Bands World Cup, uh, tweeted him just saying, I should have come to you for this, but we just did a Hard Bands World Cup. I won't tell you one, but just tell me from your point of view, who are the hardest band of all time? Mm. Quick as a flash, he went, wet, 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 obviously, why? Ooh. He was just like, he seemed Fucking confused hell. that I would not know that. <clears throat> As if it was just a matter of public record. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. But Glasgow, though, you know. Yeah, and then he also said if the if it had been a contest of which band had the largest hands, do you want to take a okay. guess about which band had the largest hands? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't know where to start, Sam. Aha! Uh-huh. When you Fucking hear it, hell. you're not surprised, are you? No, that's that's. Do you think that's how they got together? Some kind of large hand society. No, I actually just imagine all Norwegian men to have massive, very strong hands. I don't. I'd say they've probably all got larger than average hands. Not in not in Norway, of, just average there. Like average for Norway, yeah, but not average for the world. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Norwegians, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I would hands say are generally well, larger. Think of a nationality anywhere that you think would have larger hands than the Norwegians. I don't think I can. So that's when I thought, yeah. So I actually wouldn't fight Aha. Well, there's the little one. I don't know what Mm. his name is, but the little ratty one. You'd you'd take him out early. But then Mm. the other two, especially the big curly-haired cunt, not Morton, the other one. Yeah, the one in the background, yeah. He's like Thor. They don't get on very well, apparently, these days, Aha. Oh, that's a shame. Um, There's been disagreements about writing credits. I think. Oh, it's always that's it always, always goes way, down it? to that, doesn't it? It's such a shame. That's why we have equal writing credits on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. This is a Dawson and like, Delaney production. Like Lennon McCartney. Mm. It's just all fifty fifty. It says Dawson and Delaney, but if you die before me, I'm gonna try and get it switched to Delaney and Dawson. Well like, like McCartney did. <laughs> yeah. McCartney did that <laughs> much to Yoko Ono's uh, disappointment. <laughs> but yeah, I I um <clears throat> took my daughter up to, to the University of Scotland on Monday. And I stayed over on Monday night in a Premier Inn, which I always enjoy, that Lovely. kind of thing. Um, while she settled into her digs. And then we went shopping on Tuesday and bought a load of groceries and essentials and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then I left at about 6pm on Tuesday and it was just the most horrible feeling, Sam. Yeah. Because it's just basically what it is. I've driven my daughter over hundreds of miles away, mm. dumped her on her own and then driven away again. Mm. And it's you know it's abnormal. Yeah, it's not right. No, exactly. <sighs> it just doesn't feel physically natural. Yeah, you just feel physically sick doing it. Oh man, it was just the worst. So, um, but she seems all right. I'm in contact every day. She's got a series of demands, <laughs> which is kind of like when she's when she's at home. So, well, that's uh, my good. Job that's is to that, meet that, those demands. That- comfort you at all because the worry would be if she wasn't like that when they start yeah, exactly. acting a little bit more vulnerable that's mm. f- 
when you get more worried. But when they're still just piss takers, that's yeah. when you're kind of, well, at least I know they're all right because they're just continuing to yeah. take the piss. Yeah. It's like, here's a list of things I don't have, which I want you to box up and send to me. Is she in, so. is she in digs? <clears throat> like, what well, I mean is, like, is she, is it on campus or? Yeah. It's like campus accommodation. So she's in like, um, she's in a flat of five rooms in the shared kitchen kind of thing, you know, which I think all first years have to, have to live in uh, those kind of circumstances. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really good though because she went into the kitchen because we heard some voices coming from the kitchen and went and introduced herself to our flatmates. Um, and they, they just, I just heard them all saying, oh, hi, hi, and all this. And within, within 10 seconds, they'd arranged that night out. Yeah, that's good. That, that, very nice within uh, 10 seconds did she, did she tell you drunk. the next day when you saw her did you get any intel on the night out very little intel on the night out other than they had a nice time oh that's good that's all you want to hear so really that was, that's enough <clears throat> did, was she excited do you think on the way there um yeah i mean she has been she's she's always wanted to do, to do university mm. so obviously a bit of trepidation a bit of nerves mm. but on the whole, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, let's get stuck into this. Yeah, it's so, great. It's, it's a great Scotland feeling. Was, <clears throat> Scotland's degrees are four years. In the first year, you do bits of other subjects as well, so you don't actually pin down what your degree is going to be until the second year. You might change horses after well, the, doing there you, there you go, stuff. mate. I mean, this is what I'm saying. The Scottish know how to educate people. That sounds very... First of all, they give and, you an extra year, mm-hmm. and second of all, they give you a more rounded scope. And if you live in Scotland and you go to a Scottish university, it's free. No tuition fees. Fuck's sake. Fucking hell. I'm so so done with England. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) You're not even laughing. I'm looking at your face as you're saying that. That's a really serious thing you've said there. I think I've been saying it a lot. It's like my brother just got his Irish passport and I've been sitting on the admin for that for like about fucking three years now. And it's yeah. just, you know, anyway, sorry to any English that, patriots. I'm not, not trying to cause you any offence. It's just my personal taste. Yeah. You will just be very interested in a Mallorcan podding rig at some point. Mm. Irish, Irish passport, passport that Mallorca. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. I want to go and live in Mallorca. Uh, well, I'm sorry you've had to go through that, mate, but I think that she's going to thrive there and you'll have... You'll just be delighted when she comes back to get her laundry done and have a, yeah. a bit of dad's home-cooked tea once in a while. Yeah, I mean, she's going to come back in a couple of weeks, she says, but it depends on how good it is up there. Mm. She might decide that, um, you know, things are too much fun and she might not come back, but we'll see. But mm. she's done it now and it's just the house is really empty and quiet and I'm getting used to it. I Like like on, what was it, Wednesday, Wednesday evening, I sat down at 8 o'clock and put the telly on, and I had nothing to do. Mm. I didn't have any kids to drive between um, this house and, and their mother's house. There was no emergency supermarket runs to do. Yeah, no I didn't dinner to cook. I dropped my daughter off at a, at a mate's house and any of that, and it was just, well, I can just sit here and watch the telly. Fucking hell. Maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, it, it'll <clears> contribute to your just rest lifestyle, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, my next task now is to marry an EU national. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, hook, hook up attached to 
her passport. So you want to get on EU EUwidows.com. Widows oh, of the yeah. EU. <laughs> Euro Bundes widows. <laughs> They're very organised nice the German way they do one. it in Europe. That yeah, I mean German would certainly be high up there. A no yeah. nonsense Fraulein. <laughs> I ich bin lost mein husband three years ago. <laughs> uh, yes. But 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 it was a blessing because ich bin didn't love him anymore. Right. He was a ein leading civil engineer and left me a huge bundle. I did Eichpin didn't uh uh leaving him is it leaving leaving him next more and uh but uh I remained married to him. I have his inheritance so there is plenty of money but no emotional baggage whatsoever. <laughs> Herr Dawson. I am looking I am keen to love again. I'm keen to leave again. And also to cook many, many sausages going forward. Wursts. I am abundant in wursts and money. Uh, Deutsch, Deutsch, sorry, I mean euros. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the life for you, mate. German yeah. wife, Spanish home. Any, um, any EU widows listening? I want to get in touch. <laughs> I'm open to suggestions and proposals. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So, uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, pretty shitty week, but it's all right. When, you know, when my dad took me to university, and I remember it quite well because he drove, he came over to my house, to my mum's house, and he and we put my stuff in the boot of his car. Mm. And he was, you know, my dad's very sort of a pretty unemotional kind of bloke. You know, he's like, right, come on, let's go. Get this over with. But he, you know, get rid for, of him, you. for him, it was no different because, like, it wasn't like your your daughter sort of lives with you. But because yeah. I'd never lived with him, it wasn't like he was saying goodbye to me. You know, it made no difference whatsoever to the amount he saw me. In actual fact, mm. um, but my mum cried, of and he and I that made me feel quite bad, and he rolled his eyes. <laughs> And we got in the car and he gave it the answer. You're a bit quiet. What's the matter with you? And I was like, well, it's, it's, it's weird. We're like driving away. It's the first time I've moved away from home. We're driving away from the house I've grown up with last time. And he just laughed at that. I went, really? He went, well, I'm sure you'll be back. And I went, yeah, but also I'm a bit sad because um, Brenda, my mum, was crying. My, Bre- Brenda was crying. And he went, <laughs> what are you letting that bother you for? He went, women <laughs> cry all the time. That's what they do. I, I have lost count of the number of women. Yeah. I have driven yeah. to tears. If I felt sad every time a woman cried because of something <laughs> I'd done, well, I'd be sad all the time. And where would that get me? <laughs> I also remember him being really impressed by the number of women in the house because I was in like on campus in this sort of like, I guess it was sort of like a bungalow and there was 12 of us in there and I think it was like seven women 
and he was like, yes, this this is very good. He said, I saw one of them looking at you when we were, when we walked in with your boxes. Oh, shut up, Dad. I'm still feeling sad about Mum. Go away, you should go away try, now. You should probably try and have sex with that one straight away before anybody else does. That'll, that'll make you feel better as well about this old Mum business. <laughs> and, and, and here's a here's a tip as well. Try and get your mum completely out of your mind before you start having sex with this girl, because uh, it's not conducive. You don't want uh, any flashbacks. Yeah. Anyway, see <laughs> ya. Congress. Anyway, good luck. See you, cunt. Pat on, pat on the back. <laughs> Bye, Barry. Here's, here's a fiver. <laughs> go, go get yourself some get, rubbers. Get yourself some cider. <laughs> <laughs> and some guitar strings or whatever it is you need. <laughs> it was very much like that. I mean, by the way, I, you know, it's nice of him to give me the lift. I'm not like, you yeah. know, it was just funny. It was just sort of funny. But I do I do remember my mum crying and feeling a bit gutted about that. But the uh, thing is, then you get there and it's such a laugh. It reminded me a lot of Camp Beaumont, which obviously I've talked about a lot. Yeah. On the, uh, I thought this is like Camp <clears throat> Beaumont, but it's better. Because we we can drink alcohol, whereas at Camp yeah. Beaumont you were quite young, and there were supervisors, yeah. and actually some of the supervisors, as I have outlined on this podcast, well, were cunts. Whereas it was like Camp Beaumont, but with zero supervision. That's the good mm. thing about you. Know, there's no cunt. There's not even teachers. It's unbelievable. You just yeah, get exactly. there. That's the thing. And the good yeah. thing about it was, I mean, I got a grant right, and there was no tuition fees back then either. So it's ostensibly free, right? Now, if for one year you didn't turn up to anything at all, you won't get a letter. You will have definitely no one fucking shouting at you. They can't be fucked, right? Mm. Um, you, you just nothing, nothing at all. You have a roof over your head because you're living on campus. So you don't even have rent. You've got a grant, which pays that, right? Mm. Then, then I had enough. My dad gave me a few quid as well. And so I had enough to like, get by i had enough to go to the fucking subsidized bar and i worked out i mean i didn't do this but i did think i do i do know people who did that if you wanted to you could you, the only consequence you'd get for not turning up to anything all year like any lectures or submitting anything would be at the end of that year when they would go you haven't turned up to anything so we're throwing you out but you, yeah. at that stage, you just had a fucking year on the piss for free, mate. Yeah. Did you not have student loans when you did it? Was it still the grant system? You you could have a student loan if you wanted. Like you, right. you if you, yeah, I got a grant because so I qualified because my man was on benefits. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe, I mean, I, I got it because we were like, you know, low income household. So I got a grant. But um, you could also just apply for a loan. So a loan was not mandatory or Mm. necessary for some people because some people just like now got funded by their parents and some people got a grant. Whereas, you know, I know now that you have to get a fucking loan just to survive and and you have to pay a shit ton of tuition fees, which there weren't back then. It was fucking free. It was free. Because I did it. I did Sunderland Polytechnic. Mm. I didn't even go away from home. I just stayed local and I did it. It was just when you just got a grant and there wasn't any tuition fees or anything like that. And I did what you've just described. I, I just didn't bother turning up for most of it. Mm. I, did, I got <clears throat> I got a place on this course, which is called Communication Studies, mm. 
which just didn't really mean anything, and it was made up of different strands, which included psychology, yeah. sociology, um, film studies. Mm. Was another bit of it. Sounds quite good, remember. actually. <clears throat> Sounds like a good grounding for a future podcaster. Yeah, with hindsight, it probably mm. was, but I couldn't be asked. And also, most of the people on the course were dickheads. Yeah. In my opinion, they probably weren't. Mm. But um, <clears throat> my own highfalutin opinion of myself. Who are these dickheads? Yeah, yeah, you're all a bunch of dickheads. Oh. I'm not coming oh, back oh, here again. Hell. I'm off down fucking, the beach. <laughs> they're all fucking students. Yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. Was it Paul exactly. Carf? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Fuck okay, yeah, I can't be asked with these students. Hmm. So I, I hardly went, and at the end of the first year, I passed all the exams. I did enough work to get by. I passed all the exams at the end of the first year, but they went, your attendance was so low that <clears throat> you either got to do the first year again without a grant, or you can fuck off over there, away. Hmm. Um, so I fucked off over there. I wasn't going to do again, hmm. do it all again without a grant. I passed the exams. Yeah. I passed the test it's set for me. I did the test. You know? Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Jalapeño. You could just almost go with the intention thing, and I'm not going to do university. I'm going to do mm. one year of getting a grant to basically go on the piss. Yeah. And then I'll go out like... and get a job. That's yeah. what that. But I, I, you know, I kind of did enough I didn't, wasn't, you know, I had fun, but I did enough to get through. But I well, think thing that about, thing about, <clears throat> I turned up with a very anti-student attitude. And right. obviously in Viz, there was student grant. But student yeah. grant really encapsulated what I think it was like in the 80s as a student. And I think that 
the 90s to me felt like, a, especially the mid-90s when I was there, Euro 96. Degree in Euro 96 studies, mate. That's what I did, right? <laughs> it was a degree in fa- with a with a fucking sub-course in Hooch and Caffrey's and all. Yes, yeah, st- students had fucking lightened up by then. Yeah, well, the thing was about it was it went too far the other way because I turned up a li- with a little bit like, oh, these students are going to be right, cunts. I'll show them a thing or two because... The cliche of students was based on the young ones and student grant. And you thought everyone's yeah. going to be like, ban the bomb, big long overcoats, look like they were members of fucking Echo and the Bunny Men or something, right? Yeah, or crusties, that's what I had, yeah. Right? And I thought <clears throat> these will be a right load of cunts. But actually, <clears throat> things were so different. In the mid-90s, everyone turned up, at my university at least, with the same attitude, thinking, ah, I'm not going to be like student. I think students are cunts. Plus there was ecstasy. As well, and I was like, just going to say that ecstasy will have spread out from yeah, the dance scene into yeah, yeah. student life. Ecstasy was like everyone took ecstasy all the time, or whatever. Like people were into like going out and dancing and whatnot, and so mm. and the whole idea of being an earnest student had gone the other way. And I got to say, I'm sure it's very different now in universities. It went so far the other way that it was the least political fucking generation of students ever. No one, I mean, and bear in mind, I did politics. That was my degree. But yeah. no one, the idea that any of us finished a lecture and then went for coffee and started discussing it was fucking laughable. Like, people almost, whereas in the 80s, I felt like people had worn their political, they worn their politics like a badge. Yeah. I think in my generation, people were non-political. They wore that as a badge. It was sort of like, yeah. you don't give a fuck about anything, do you, mate? Uh, which was probably remiss of all of us. And now people are more political again, which is actually better, really. But, uh, yeah, it was just... I think it was maybe the 90s was... Especially the era I was there, like, the Cold War was over and we were out of recession and Labour were about to take over and actually the country was doing all right. And I think Mm. that encouraged, in some ways, people to be like... if You know, you're sort of complacent because there don't seem as many problems in society as there were 10 years beforehand. Yeah, I mean that my bunch in nineteen ninety to ninety one when I did it was pretty much the Echo and the Bunny Man. Yeah, that was <clears> the fag end of, of the eighties student sort of scene. Yeah, and, you wouldn't um, have liked that. I wouldn't have liked plus, that. Plus, as well, the you know, if you're going to go to university, don't go in the fucking town where you live, where you've grown up. Yeah, because you've already got a set of friends. Yeah, and you're not going to like be asked about making friends with the people that you're studying with. You know, you'll be out with you. Well, and you'll be going on for a. A, I must a nice admit, dinner I, every night. I, I sort of mixed the two because although I did leave my hometown and go somewhere different, so did practically all of my mates go to the same place. <laughs> they all went on master yeah, break. so we all just fucking, like, most of my... I mean, I did meet, meet some good mates, a lot of whom I'm still mates with today, but also just a lot of my mates who, who I hung around with in the first year were all... I'd gone to school with the cunts. Right. So... Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so you could have reinvented yourself. Fine. Maybe I might have reinvented myself. If not, I need to reinvent myself, mate. Maybe I might have got some John Lennon spectacles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> carried a copy of Dostoevsky under my <laughs> yeah. arm. Become extremely poetic. <laughs> Start wetting the bed. <laughs> Start carry- ostentatiously carrying a teddy bear under my arm. I'm wearing like, a cricket wearing a cricket jumper. <clears throat> what was that? What was that again? Bridehead Bride revisited. revisited, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. That's why I have a deep dive. That, <laughs> you think? <laughs> well, Evelyn Moore is actually fucking hilarious. And although you sort of instinctively think the cunts in this are all posh cunts, the thing is, he is like ripping the piss as well. Yeah, I guess. But no, we it's won't deep dive box. it. Yeah. Probably won't deep dive. It'll be 10 hours long, isn't it? Ah. So, um, should we do some football predictions? Do you just want to hear about an awkward situation I had just before coming on air? I'd rather do that than the football predictions, definitely, yeah. Uh, it's only a small one, but Alan, the bloke who fixes my scooter, I've got a great setup with him because he comes over. Right. He comes over to my rig. So when my scooter's fucked, which is regularly, <laughs> right, my scooter, I mean my moped, my Vespa, he comes over and he's got a van. It's like... It's um, it's like an ice cream van, but oh, that reminds me—I've got an ice cream man story to tell as well. Like, it's like in the back, he's he's a mobile garage, mate. He wheels right. it up into the back of his van on on a board, and he fixes, wow. and he's got all his equipment in there, and then he fixes <coughs> yeah. it and wheels it back out. So if ever you've got a problem, you ain't got to go down the garage. He had to pick it up and take it yeah. away today because it needed an MOT. But over the years, because I've um you know, had to had to use his services a lot. We've become quite friendly and we always have a nice little chat. And he knows everything about um, scooters and Vespers. And despite the fact that I've been riding one for over 20 years, I obviously know nothing about them <laughs> beyond how to turn it on and ride around on it. <laughs> yeah. But because I've, I've had it for so long, I go, oh yeah, I know what you mean. The 2018 model had a little bit more poke to it, didn't it, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> while we stand outside my front, the front of my house with a couple of mugs of tea, just with my, and I put my, I have one, I have one a cup of tea in one hand, and my other hand is on my hip, and I'm just, yeah. and I never, I'm looking at Alan, I'm just looking at my scooter, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I thought about getting that uh, modification done, but then I thought maybe I'll wait, you know, because I might be upgraded in a year's time. I don't know what the fuck I'm on about. I think Just Alan. Noise. I think Alan is kind enough to think Sam doesn't know anything about scooters. I'll indulge him, which is why I sometimes have to come round here just to fucking, you know, change his battery or something, yeah. right? And uh, but it's nice to be honest. I like seeing him. He's a nice bloke. But I just walked out the front. I'd forgotten he was coming round. I was in the shower, so I ran down, and then I went, "Hello, Alan." And he held his, and I had my scooter keys to give to him because I thought I haven't got time for my usual stop and chat. Usually there's mm. a, a lengthy stop and chat. It's like for me, it's like you know, a, it's like a highlight. It's like I'm basically paying a friend to come over for a chat with me, right? Yeah, like service. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, like when the tree surgeons like, came over. Like having a like having a podcast. Can you come over? Is your scooter fat? Not really. No, just wondering. I'll pay you. Talk to someone. I'll pay you. Like there's that bit in Breaking Bad when I rewatched Breaking Bad recently, and like he goes into hiding, and he's like living in the wilderness in the middle of fucking nowhere, and the geezer who's like he's the guy who have you seen it? Yeah, you seen Breaking Bad? No, I am. All right, well there's a the there's a, there's this brilliant guy who basically is their um their escape guy, and you call him, and wherever and whenever he turns up in a van with a hidden compartment, you get in that right. van and he disappears you. Right. Right, he's the disappear man. And it's just wonderful because it's something that you and I have talked about a lot. Like, you know, like with your buried sausage rolls, it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. Right, he just like, 
he'll come and get you. You pay him, can't remember how much it is, a lot of money. And then he delivers you somewhere on the other side of the country, usually middle of nowhere, in a little, very simply appointed cabin with a new driving licence, a new passport and all of that. <laughs> like an Airbnb. Yeah. And that's it. You have a new identity and a new life. And he just arranges the old thing and you just give him a one-off payment. It's brilliant. Anyway, uh, the main protagonist, Walter White, he's been living up in this fucking place for six months and he's ill and he's so lonely that the guy has to come once a month, can't remember, or once every like three months, the guy has to visit him to deliver something, right? Mm. And when he turns up, the guy just turns up and it's very transactional. He goes, right, here's your mail, here's a blah, blah, see you in three months. And and Walter White just is in this little house on his own and goes... Will you stay for just another hour? And he goes, what? And he goes, will you stay for just one more hour? He goes, no, I, I can't. I, I'm here just to deliver and I'll go. I'll see you in three months. And Walter White just goes to him, I'll give you $10,000 because he's got all this cash. <laughs> and he goes, what? He goes, I'll give you $10,000. He goes, $10,000 for it. No, he goes, two hours. And he goes, $10,000, two hours. He goes, I'll do, I'll do it $10,000 for an hour. And Walter <laughs> White's so lonely that he just goes, yeah, all right. And I thought, that would be me. That's me. Yeah. That, that, I mean, this yeah. is the thin end of the wedge. I'm like, you know, I mean, I don't live, I don't, you know, I've got, I talk to the cat and t- to my kids and my wife, but sometimes just for like a bit of male company, you know, I'm like, I'll be going to Alan. Alan, my scooter's not broken, but I'll pay you the usual rate to come over. <laughs> <laughs> what for <laughs> you get just, to put it in your van and everything yeah you can wheel it in your van and just look ch- I don't know check the tyres or something and we'll both have a nice cup of tea and a chat and you'll pretend to take my opinions on scooter engines seriously <laughs> <laughs> anyway fucking hell I, r- I rushed out I thought I haven't got time to stop talk because uh, we've got to do a podcast and I had my scoot keys and he went alright Sam and he held his hand out for a handshake but I just put the keys in the held out hand. Oh. Because I, and only, um, only once I'd done it did I realise, oh, he was holding his hand out for a handshake because that's the yeah. level of our friendship. You're and I just put the keys in it and said, oh, sorry, I can't stop. Bye. So I feel a bit awkward about that. As I came oh. into the Vita Modular to, to call you, I was like, I don't know, I felt uncomfortable with it. Is he still out there now? <laughs> I don't know. Should I go and peep and we'll do a live it's cover? Gone. No, he, he's today he's had to get it MOT'd, so he's actually wheeled it into the van and fucked off with it. When he comes well, back. Well, when he brings it back. I'll shake his hand for a, a few seconds longer. Yeah, yeah, you've got to give you know him a hug. I might, I might give him a hug when he comes yeah, back. Do you think should. that's too much? Yeah, I'll, I'll at least reach out for a hug. And then if he doesn't reciprocate, then you've tried. Well, that happened to me last night. I told you that. Yeah, he did. That's why I, that's why I said it. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking... I don't know whether I should... Well, I went to James Brown's book launch. And yeah, no, but it's good promotion. If you haven't bought James Brown's Animal House book yet, we highly recommend it. We're deep diving issue one of Loaded at the moment. And actually, I've just been reading a bit in the book where he talks about how they made issue one of Loaded, which is obviously mm. very compelling. Anyway, I was at his book launch party last night. And he called my name out and I turned round and held my arms out for a hug and he just sort of looked me up and down <laughs> and then demanded that I got up on stage and interviewed him with no notice immediately, which obviously being Britain's West journalist, I did do Andy. Piece of kick. But yeah. it still was a, it was a power play. 
So that's two awkward man greetings I've had recently. I mean, one thing so that, there was a- you know, just, just with that, that, greetings are hard and they were before lockdown, but now I'm so, I'm like, so unused to socialising that they're We're harder than ever. We're aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All that, are you going to hug me? Are you going to shake my hand? And then, <clears throat> what about with, I mean, lucky for you, one of the many fucking good, re- you know, one of the many fucking benefits of the fact that you never moved to London and stayed in Sunderland is that the double fucking kiss or the single yeah. kiss with yeah, kiss, women, yeah. oh, it's just non-stop. It's just nightmarish, mm. mate. Mwah, mwah. Yeah, even if it's not like that, like that, people stop doing that so much, but it was still like, mm. I'm going to lean in and kiss you on the cheek. It's like, I don't want to. The amount of times I've accidentally kissed some poor woman on the fucking ear, or worse, on the corner of her mouth when you were going for a cheek, or on her neck. <laughs> Imagine that, and it's a relative who you've just kissed on the neck, like you're about to give him a fucking love bite. Yeah. Absolute fucking nightmare, mate. So that's what I'm not a fan of. Oh, and uh, the ice cream story, just quickly. I've told story before about a local ice cream man who's a bit of a chatterbox and wide boy who is another local who I sort of feel like <laughs> I've made friends with. And one yeah. of my proudest moments was when I told him to come and deliver. I, I talked him into delivering personally to my house because I walked past it and he was busy. Oh, did, yeah. And I yeah. said, will you come to my house? And I gave him my address. And because we got on quite well, because he was a bit like, hey, mate, let's have a nice little chat. And... um so we go on well, and I said, look, just, he goes, well, what, what road are you on? And I told him, he goes, what number are you on? And I told him, he goes, I'll just come by, you'll hear me outside, and his tune is match of the day. Nice. So he's come over, and I was showing, and like, Len was really impressed. I was like, don't worry about the ice cream, man. I've got him coming over here, mate. I'm welling with him. And so that was all good. And when, then subsequently, whenever he came by, he always stopped by the house. We have a nice little chat. Anyway, Len's fucking come home from school the other day and he's looked shocked and slightly scared. And I've gone, what's the matter, mate? He goes, I've got bad news. I said, what? He goes, you know that ice cream man, the one who we think we're mates with? I said, yeah. He goes, i just seen him outside the school. I go, yeah? He goes, he's got a Millwall sticker on the side of his van. <gasps> oh, shit. No, not the side of his van, on the inside. So we knew it wasn't a Millwall trick where a Millwall fan had stuck it on as a warning. Yeah. It was on the inside. It, it's it's there. It is. He's put it there. What the He's fuck's he all... doing around here? This whole thing feels like it was a, it's a trick. So, oh, need to say, I haven't bought a fucking thing off the cunt since. Even if he's come outside the house playing... I'm just pull the curtains and peek yeah. out. Just peek yeah. out. And I'm like, well, he's still here. Lying on the floor. So Switch your lights you. out, then. Get down. Go run upstairs and get daddy's Terminator. Yeah. Alright, we'll wait him out. Everyone be quiet. He's still there. No, it's alright, he's gone now. I'm not buying his fucking ice cream. He's gonna knock on the door because you've you've requested his personal services. Hello, mate. I can't help but notice you've stopped buying my ice cream. I I thought we had an agreement. I hope I haven't done anything to upset you. That would be most unfortunate, (laughs) wouldn't it? I I'd hate for us to fall out. (laughs) Um, uh, no, no it, it, the, thing is, the thing is, you see, um, we've, we've all become lactose intolerant recently. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that about, I hear. <laughs> I think it's something they're putting in a tap water. <laughs> fucking Millwall round here in their ice cream vans. Whoa. Well, if you're listening, Millwall, I am fucking onto it. <laughs> <laughs>
right? <laughs> I fucking know what you're up to. I know what your game is. And if we're going to get it, you can keep your ice cream out of my road. <laughs> anyway. Fucking hell. Further development's required there. Yeah. Um, what are we going to do? Predictions. Predictions. It's International Weekend. Obviously, no one gives a fuck. Um, but we'll predict some stuff anyway. Uh, this is this evening, Italy versus England. Uh, is that in England or Italy? It's, it's in Italy. It's in uh, I reckon uh, one nil Italy. One nil Italy. I'm going to go two one Italy. Brazil versus Ghana. Um, <laughs> yeah, Don't know why. That just Brazil. sounds really funny, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth well worth watching. If, if you're going to watch all, don't watch Italy England. Uh, Brazil yeah. Ghana. I'll say three nil Brazil. Same to me. Japan versus USA. <laughs> Again, quite funny. Bit of needle in this one. <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon? One all. Uh I'm gonna go for nil nil. <laughs> uh Cyprus versus Greece. <laughs> Again, another big one. Oh, uh, I'd go. love to watch that. Oh yeah, two nil Cyprus. Hmm. I'm gonna say uh two one Greece. Did I say 2 0 Cyprus? I meant 2 0 Greece. Uh, I've, written, I've written down 2 0 Greece, sorry. Okay. 2 1 to Cyprus. 2, two, two, one, two one to, to Greece. Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Ivory Coast versus Togo. <laughs> They're all great, aren't they? All just so much more interesting than Italy England. Italy England <laughs> sounds more drab with each yeah. passing fixture. Ivory yeah. goes Tongo. Oh, he's got to be 2 0 Ivory Coast in that one. It's got to be, has it? 2-0 Ivory Coast I'll go 2-2 two, mm. two. I don't know why I know nothing of either either nation it's fucking Tongo um, shit <clears throat> I'll, I'll just there's a website called livefootballontv.com and I think I'll be having a look to see which of those games I'm able to watch over the weekend yeah because um, some of them sound really good uh, alright that's it from us uh, enjoy your weekend if you can yeah uh, thank you very much and goodbye goodbye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.